4: Hello and welcome to a Tuesday, live right here on the early line on SportsGrid and all across the SportsGrid network. That includes SportsGrid.com slash watch, where you can find your favorite destination and consume everything across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wrightside, and we are together for the next three hours up until 11 a.m. Eastern time on this Tuesday, live right here on the Grizz DRS, a Tuesday following a monumental Monday night inside Arrowhead in Kansas City city missouri a super bowl 57 rematch a potential super bowl 58 preview with all the stakes last night in kcmo we react to what we saw to end out week number 11 and what it means for the remainder of this 2023 nfl season we preview the triple Heller on turkey day thanksgiving football only 48 hours away it's feast week in college basketball we'll check in on the nba as well drs three hours let's have some fun
5: Let's have some fun. A lot of sports colliding with each other, which is fantastic. And also, just the NFL week alone, that's going to give us three games on Thanksgiving, a game on Amazon Prime Friday, and then certainly a full slate on Sunday as well. And all that around, as we said, the game yesterday, the game coming up on Saturday. This is fantastic stuff, man. Let's eat. Yes, let's eat.
4: The final weekend of the college football season in the regular season in 2023. DRS, before we look forward, let's look back one final time at the conclusion of week number 11. Last night in Kansas City, the Eagles and the Chiefs, a Super Bowl 57 rematch with all the stakes on the line last night in K.C. Mo. And Philadelphia comes back in the fourth quarter. The Eagles make a statement. They go into Arrowhead and get a victory and maybe some revenge from last February in Glendale, Arizona. Phoenix wins. Phoenix, excuse me. Philadelphia wins 21-17. The Eagles victorious, improving to 9-1. Let's welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience here. Our number one of the early line live right here on this Tuesday. Sirius XM channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold. He's Donnie Rightside. side. I am Ben Stevens. The Eagles go into KC DRS and improve to 9-1. Only one single loss this year. A statement on a Monday night. night to end out week 11 the birds went outright as a two and a half point underdog 21 17
5: all jalen hurts does is win nobody panicked on that Eagles sideline down double digits at the half and i think it's kind of funny like we say to yourself okay eagles are down 10 on the road there's no way they can win that game and then you look at the super bowl last year Philadelphia eagles up 10 points they lost to the chiefs almost a carbon copy there as the eagles turned up the gas on defense but also something that might be left out a little bit this morning Howie Roseman, the general manager. Who did you bring in at the trade deadline? Kevin Byard comes up with a massive red zone interception. Who did you pick up off the streets here this week, or this year in about weeks three or weeks four, who actually missed the last couple weeks I talked about yesterday? Bradley Roby coming back into the fold as a cornerback. Helped lock down that secondary and also maybe had the play of the game. Down three points, Travis Kelsey first and goal, punched that football loose. The Philadelphia Eagles made the plays they needed to. The Kansas City Chiefs didn't. That was the difference last night.
4: DRS both teams turned it over in the red zone both quarterbacks throwing an interception near the pylon and then it was that turnover by Travis Kelsey in the fourth and final stanza when KC could have up their lead to 10 instead Philadelphia gets the turnover. They drive down the length of a field Jalen Hurts who didn't have the biggest night only 150 yards passing DRS did find Devontae Smith on a long ball for 41 yards that set up his second rushing touchdown of the evening. Both teams moved it well on the ground on a wet spot sloppy and cold night in kansas city drs kc held scoreless in the second half for the third consecutive games we've had some worries about this chiefs offense and their struggles this year rearing their ugly head last night against philadelphia and patrick mahomes put the ball on the money numerous times as kc was trying to come back and win it late in the fourth quarter but whether it was justin watson or travis kelsey or namely Marquez Valdez-Scantling, nobody could get a hold of the football on a wet, in rainy night countless drops for kc plaguing the chiefs offensively the eagles improve to nine and one now super bowl co favorites alongside the kansas city chiefs at plus 450 drs elsewhere around the nfl some news as we get ready for a new week you mentioned black friday for the first time ever in the history of the nfl there is a game on the day following thanksgiving it will be the dolphins and the jets when they put that game on black friday before the year got started they were thinking Tua Tagovailoa versus Aaron Rodgers. Okay, not Tua versus Aaron, but Tua Tagovailoa against Zach Wilson in a decent Jets defense. Wait, wait, not Zach Wilson. Tim Boyle gets the start for the New York Jets, making a change in the quarterback room for gangrene.
5: Yeah, Amazon Prime Friday. Maybe the Jets should go shopping for a quarterback on Amazon there. Maybe you can find some discounts here because, my goodness, you're going from bad to probably even worse. And I know you say, oh, it can't mm. be any worse than Zach Wilson. Trust me, we've seen some bad quarterbacks oh, here. And Boyle certainly isn't good, but also it gets down the lever here. Hey, Nathaniel Hackett, apparently you're not good unless you have a healthy, in-prime Aaron Rodgers. Who would have thought that, Ben?
4: DRS, it could get a lot worse than Zach Wilson. Tim Boyle will now make his fourth NFL career start. He has never had a season in his career since his college days at UConn, then in Eastern Kentucky, and now in his National Football League career, where he has thrown for more touchdown passes than interceptions. In three years at UConn, DRS, when he played in 14 games, he threw for one touchdown in 13 INTs. All the credit in the world to Tim Boyle for having a multiple year NFL career. We'll look at the games for Turkey Day and beyond for week number 12. DRS elsewhere, it is Feast Week in college basketball. What a field we have at the Maui Invitational this year played in Honolulu because of the devastation in Maui, in Lahaina, but all of the celebration we see in college hoops in support of the relief efforts. And we have an outstanding crop of teams in Hawaii off the mainland this year. DRS, a matchup of the number two team in the country purdue against 11th ranked gonzaga yesterday was a dandy the boilermakers pull away in the second half they win a big game over the zags yesterday drs purdue coming up victorious 73 63 even covering as a four and a half point favorite
5: Yeah, see the final score, they won by 10 points, but also that tweet that was just up on the screen. Look, down at the half here, making your adjustments, heading into the second half, scoring 43 points for the Purdue Boilermakers. And also, you're always going to be centered around the big man, Zach Eady. 25-14-3 in that game. Big-time win for Purdue against a quality opponent on a neutral court.
4: The 7-4 guy can shoot free throws. He was 9-10 from the charity stripe. Late night out in Hawaii. What a game it was between Marquette, the reigning Big East champs, and UCLA. The fourth-ranked Golden Eagles pull away late. DRS down by as many as double digits in that second half to win a Thriller 71-69. From Hawaii, DRS quickly to Madison Square. Guard of the Empire Classic. Connecticut champions again they won all of the NCAA tournament and the national title last year beat Texas yesterday inside the Mecca by 10 81 71 champions of the Empire Classic
5: yeah Cook in here number five in the country here, but also five and zero in the season 46 points in the first half here that's the way you get it started 10 point victory at UConn leaving no doubts hey maybe another run is in the cards for the Huskies
4: DRS, Dan Hurley's Huskies have won 20 consecutive non-conference games all by double digits. The Warriors snapped their losing skid last night, getting just their second win of the year in San Francisco, 121-116 against Houston. They do not cover, though, as a -a six-and-a-half point favorite. And the Charlotte Hornets upset the Celtics in overtime, snapping AC's six-game win streak. More from Monday night up next.
0: producing gas with fewer operational emissions in texas it's and not or see what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash
6: investing in america welding instructor alex Declaire knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
4: Live right here on a Tuesday on the early line on Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wrightside. Our reaction now to what we saw on a Monday night in Kansas City with all the hype, with all the enthusiasm, the atmosphere at Arrowhead for a Super Bowl 57 rematch and potentially a Super Bowl 58 preview. The Eagles. In the Chiefs, DRS once again. Except unlike what we saw in Glendale, Arizona last February. This time, the Eagles triumph and come out on top. 21-17. Philadelphia victorious last night, winning outright DRS as a a two-and-a-half point underdog. Only the second time for the Birds as a dog since the start of 2022. In the opponent in both of those games, Donnie, those Kansas City Chiefs. But Philadelphia comes back. In the fourth quarter, a big pass 41 yards from Jalen Hurts to Devontae Smith sets up Hurts' second rushing touchdown of the night. The brotherly shove finds their way into the end zone and a couple of costly drop passes by Kansas City's receivers, including Travis Kelsey, on their final offensive possession. The difference as the Eagles win by four, 21-17 DRS.
5: It's not the same Kansas City Chiefs as we've seen the past couple years. That's official oh. here. They just don't have the explosiveness at wide receiver. They have about five guys that all play the same position and do the exact same things, but nobody that you can lean on in big moments. When you talk about investment in wide receivers, the Philadelphia Eagles have done that. A.J. Brown only had one catch last night, so we're going to remove him from the equation. Oh, big man didn't step up. But you know who did? A guy that was drafted in the first round, top 10 in the NFL that won a Heisman trophy that was stepping up in the biggest yep. moments. So the takeaways from that game are very simple to me. Oh, what's Patrick Mahomes supposed to do it's throws a laser beam to Valdez-Scantling. Yeah, there's a reason why Valdez-Scantling each and every week is priced at like 17 and a half receiving yards. He's not a very good wide receiver, and he's a journeyman here. So Andy Reid and the Chiefs went the route of saying, we can win with anybody here, almost reminiscent of when he was at the Philadelphia Eagles and kept telling the public, we're fine with Pinkston and Thrash here. And then once he got Terrell Owens, like, oh, my goodness a true number one wide receiver. Look at our offense here. We're not saying the Chiefs are a bad ball club because quite frankly, I still think they're going to win the AFC, but this is no longer the explosive Chiefs where you go like, well, if we bracket coverage Tyreek Hill, what's going to happen with Kelsey? And then you do the same thing to Kelsey. What happens to Hill? You don't have that quick threat yeah. now. There's still a very quality ball club, but no longer in that range of, my goodness, you are so nervous to play Kansas City because they will wipe you off the mat. They actually have a very good defense. Imagine if they combined this defense yeah. with how they played offense of the past couple years, but you can't do that. That. Also, let's give some credit to the Philadelphia Eagles not playing their best football. And no longer do I want to hear talking heads, including myself, say, Well, we're waiting on the Eagles to play a good football game. Who cares? They win every single football game it feels like they play, along with Jalen Hurts. He had to step up in the biggest moments. Third and five, rushing touchdown for him. Yeah. Late game ball game. I need to make one big pass in this bad weather out here, rainy, windy, sloppy conditions, and I'm going to throw a dime to Devonta Smith to down to the one yard line, and away you go with victories. This was an ugly football game, but let's 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 not make mistaken. These were the top two of three football teams in the NFL. The Philadelphia Eagles on a bye week. Yes, an Andy Reid bye week went into Kansas City when they score first Mm -hmm. and win every game. And I even saw the statistics entering into the fourth quarter, like 95% of the games, Patrick Mahomes wins. The Eagles pulled out that victory, not with an offensive play at the end of the game, but with a defensive stop on the Chiefs. That's big.
4: DRS, when you think about where that game was trending toward, Philadelphia scores to go up 21-17, and when KC got the football back after forcing Uh. another punt from Philadelphia with two minutes and 49 seconds left, everybody's thinking this is Patrick Mahomes' time, this is Mahomes' music, time for Magic once again to lead a scoring drive down the length of the field. He had Marquez Valdez-Scantling, but it comes up short. And then that Philadelphia pressure forces an intentional grounding from Kansas City. And then on 4th and 25, listen, Justin Watson is as open as you will be on a 4th and 25 past the sticks. And Mahomes put it on a rope a bullet to him in justin watson a couple of costly drops last night that would have been first downs the same for travis kelsey the rs it wasn't the most exceptional game from the two co favorites entering this game to win the mvp award jalen hurts throws for under 200 yards only 150 mahomes Also under 200. The big difference, though, Donnie, as you will see, Hurts only attempted 22 passes. Patrick Mahomes attempted 43 passes and only came up with 177 yards. Two touchdowns to an interception. A costly interception in the red zone. Another Travis Kelsey fumble in the red zone in that fourth and final quarter. Two costly turnovers for Kansas City. You can't do that against the best team in football. And that's what the Eagles are. Let's mince no words. Let's make no mistakes here. Philadelphia has the best record in the National Football League at 9-1. And And Donnie Jalen Hurts said it last night. They haven't even played their best brand of football. They're kind of far off from that best brand of football in Philadelphia. And they have still won nine of their ten games. They are the only team in the NFL with just one loss this season that is how good Philly has been we'll look at the big picture in just a moment Donnie but as we break down this game even more let's remind ourselves it's another primetime game that goes under 35 primetime games in the National Football League so far this year through 11 weeks 27 of them have now hit the under that's the sixth rate under DRS for Kansas City because the scoring defense is great last night only allowing 21 to Philadelphia in nine of the 10 games now for Kansas City the opponent hasn't scored more than 21 points but because of the offensive woes this KC team has had to deal with DRS Right now, Kansas City is middle of the pack in the National Football League, averaging 22 and a half points per game. You compare that to where the Chiefs were last year at this point, entering Thanksgiving, the Chiefs averaged 30 points per game. They were by far the best scoring offensive unit in all of the NFL. And as we said at the start of the show, the third consecutive game, third consecutive game for Kansas City held scoreless without a single point. In the second half, Donnie, that almost feels unfathomable for an Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, KC offense.
5: No, it does, and also I also have to give a lot of credit here to Sean Desai, the defensive coordinator, first-year defensive sure. coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. You saw the Super Bowl. The Eagles had a 10-point lead, and in the second half, Jonathan Gannon could not get out of his own way on that defense. Everybody running wide open. It felt like they weren't even getting to third down in a victory in the Super Bowl against them. So it was nice to see the Eagles make the proper adjustments, but also just talking about the simple things. Like, the one position that the Eagles couldn't afford, and it's like, man, you can't – we have two solid corners on the outside, a very good safety tandem here, but everybody's just picked Picking on our slot corner. Roby comes back and handles that immediately because you brought up the point. It wasn't if Patrick Mahomes like, well, I didn't get the football that much. with was 7 of 19 for a buck seventy-seven. I wish I had the football more. Like, no, he threw 43 times. How about this Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. 4.1 yards per passing attempt yesterday. That's extremely right. low at that point. You hold him to a 71 passer rating. A lot of that credit is due to the defense for the Philadelphia Eagles. But also, like, we will look forward here. The Philadelphia Eagles are in the gauntlet of their schedule right now, but they've already knocked down two massive opponents, the Dallas Cowboys Huge. and the Kansas City. Chiefs. On the horizon, the Buffalo Bills coming up next week. They can beat the Buffalo Bills. Why? Because it's at home. The San Francisco 49ers, another circle game there. Where's that football game at? It's in Philadelphia. Then they're going to play at Seattle and also the Dallas Cowboys on the road. This is the gauntlet that you had to say they had to hang around five hundred. That Chiefs game, most people, even though it's a 2 and a half point spread, looked at that as the loss yeah. on the schedule. And, oh, no, here comes the Buffalo Bills and the 49ers. The Eagles aren't thinking like that. The Eagles might just run the table at this point all the way out. I do think, though, however, they're, su- they're going to suffer – a loss against the Dallas Cowboys, but it won't matter if you beat the Bills and the 49ers. Yeah, DRS, a
4: gauntlet for Philly remains. If I would have told you, DRS, the Kansas City averaged more yards on the ground than through the air last night, you probably would have asked what the heck happened in that football game, but the Chiefs ran it against the best rushing defense in the NFL. 5.6 yards per carry as a team yesterday, 168 yards on the ground. Isaiah Pacheco, a man possessed, 19 carries for 89 yards. Mahomes himself, six carries for 38 yards. The Birds only allow 76 yards per game and that average was a lot less before the buck 68 the chiefs put up last night but philly had some success on the ground 114 yards three touchdowns deandre swift 76 yards against KC's defense as well and a score so that's the actual game result the outcome last night inside Arrowhead but what does it mean for the remainder of this season for two teams we expect to be there at the end of the road once again
3: where do the market move following Monday Night Football in KC find out now. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
6: welding instructor alex DeClaire knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact
1: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day
4: Live right here on this Tuesday on the early line on Sports Grid after Monday night. In Kansas City, in the end of week number 11, with a Super Bowl 57 rematch and a potential preview of what is to come, Donnie, here's where the market moved following the result last night. The Eagles victorious, winning outright as a a two-and-a-half-point underdog in KC, 21-17. Entering last night, Kansas City was the lone Super Bowl favorite at plus 420, 50 cents in front. Of not Philadelphia, but San Francisco. The 49ers at plus 470. The Birds had that third best price, only 80 cents behind the Chiefs in total, only 30 cents back of San Fran, but at 5 to 1. Now, Donnie, after the result on a Monday night in Arrowhead, we have Super Bowl co favorites for Super Bowl 58. It's the two teams that played last night. And in Super Bowl 57, both the Eagles and the Chiefs, Donnie, plus 450 to win the Super Bowl this season.
5: Yeah, just taking a look here at FanDuel going up and down. And some people would say, watching a football game, that's like I don't understand. The Chiefs have three losses. The Eagles have one. The Eagles beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Why is that line marginally higher? At least maybe the Philadelphia Eagles plus 350, and then the Chiefs at a plus 450. Because as you're eyeing it up, if you come away with that football game and say, are the Eagles the class of the NFC? Yes, they probably are. But if you look for them to win the NFC, you're going to have to go up against the 49ers who are immensely talented. That's what we're factoring in. So if you flip it to the AFC side, sure, there's good football teams the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens, I understand, but if everybody's sitting in their chair at home, even though they lost last night and we say, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have weapons at wide receiver, when you just try to play out the rest of the AFC playoffs, doesn't it just feel like the Chiefs are going to wind up in the Super Bowl because nobody's going to be surprised when they beat the Ravens and or the Miami Dolphins in the playoffs, but you're looking at the Philadelphia Eagles who not only have to contend with the 49ers who are a quality opponent, even though they do have three losses as well, the Detroit Lions are right on the Eagles' heels at two losses and look like a very good football team, but they're new fresh and fun We don't look at the Detroit Lions by going like, oh my goodness, they played so bad on Sunday against a horrendous Bears team. You know what the optimism is? Man, that's an unbelievable comeback. This team's ready to win football games now. The Eagles wouldn't get the same benefit of the doubt because they've been there, done that before, and they're not that new fresh team. And also, you throw in the Dallas Cowboys who have a ton of talent who, if they can put it together for one game, can beat anybody in the NFC. So I'm just trying to level it. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the NFL, but the price points don't match up. Why? Because everybody's just expecting the Chiefs to walk back into the Super Bowl. The Eagles got Got to go ten round fights against a couple really good competitors in order for them to get back. It feels like.
4: Yeah, DRS, what's interesting as well is we showed you the Super Bowl price, but now when you look at the best record price, which could be the most important number that is on display, Philly entered last night with the shortest number at plus 140, but now it's not a plus, it's a minus at minus 155. And, Donnie, you made this point now a few times, but I think it's worth repeating Philadelphia had a five-game gauntlet on both sides of their bye week. Dallas at home, entering the bye. The Birds pass that test, winning 28-23. The bye week off of it, they go to Kansas City. They hand Andy Reid a loss off a bye. He is now 28-5 in his career. Nick Sirianni, by the way, a perfect 4-0 following a bye now as Philly's head coach. But it doesn't get any easier. There is no letdown spot. They're back at home Sunday afternoon, 425 p.m. Eastern kick. Philly a 3 and a half-point favorite against Buffalo. But the Bills are coming in to give you their best shot. The Bills realize, DRS, there's very little wiggle room in the rest of their schedule if they need to and want to stack up wins to be a playoff team. Then you host San Francisco the opening weekend of December in that NFC Championship rematch with all the words that have been exchanged between these two sides in the last 10, 11 months. And then it's a trip to Dallas to end out your divisional rivalry in the set of two games against the cowboys in 2023 donnie what do you think philadelphia realistically has to go in its next three having already won the first two games in this five game gauntlet that would say to you philadelphia with the cushion they have built at nine and one is going to have that best record if not in the nfl overall donnie at least in the nfc
5: If if we're being honest, the next two football games, which again, the Eagles have at home, if they beat the Buffalo Bills and the San Francisco 49ers, I just don't think there's a pathway for other NFC teams to surpass the Eagles. Now, you might say, like, Donnie, well, the Detroit Lions are right on the heels. I get that. But you just saw, again, a bad Chicago Bears team come in and had a 99.5% chance of winning that football game and let it slip through their fingers. That wasn't the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, or the Philadelphia Eagles, or even the Miami Dolphins in that spot here. So if I'm being honest, you win the next two games, I think the Eagles will wind up with that number number one overall seed, and certainly be the favorite at that point to win the Super Bowl. Now, things, again, would have got a lot trickier if the Eagles had lost that game to Kansas City. The pressure Mm -hmm. would really mount, and that's a quality opponent. Look, the Bills aren't made out to what we see the past two years, but if you tell me that the Bills went into Philadelphia and won this weekend, nobody's going to be shocked, because again, you brought it up. It's a three and a half point line. It's not seven and a half or ten and a half here, and then you're going to play the 49ers, who are now fully healthy, and they've got revenge on their minds coming into Philadelphia to prove a point like, hey, Brock Purdy did get injured, we would have won that football game. What everybody knows, the Eagles would have still slapped them around and crushed them, and the reason why Brock Purdy got hurt was not because it was a fluke injury. If you're not going to protect your passer against one of the devastating pass rushes in NFC history, that's what happens. You get guys injured. We'll see it play out, but the next two football games, Eagles pick up two more wins. It's a wrap on the NFC. The Eagles are going to the Super Bowl.
4: DRS, around the marketplace, you can find some early projected lines. A lot can change, obviously, week to week, and certainly by the time we get to week number 14 or 15. But Philadelphia is booked as a favorite in the remaining games outside of that trip to Dallas on December 10th, that second Sunday, in the month of December. It's a one-point line in favor of the Cowboys. It would be a virtual pick at this moment. We'll see where Philly is. If for some reason the Eagles beat both Buffalo and San Francisco at home, I don't think they're getting points from anybody, regardless of where they play. Donnie, on the other side of things, though, when you look at Kansas City, the Chiefs are now 7-3. and three. They no longer have the best record and would not be the number 1 seed in the AFC postseason if the season were to end today that is the Baltimore Ravens with the 8-3 and three mark after the Thursday night win to start off week number 11 against Cincinnati. The Chiefs still booked Drs as the favorites to win the AFC title at this moment. It's a 2-1 to one number now for Kansas City. It was plus 185 yesterday. The Ravens backed by $2 at 4-1. to one. The Dolphins plus 430. Donnie, we expected the AFC to be the gauntlet we are almost discussing for Philadelphia in the NFC this year. It hasn't really moved materialized at least through 11 weeks not to say it can't get there by the time we get into the middle of january for that playoff push where do you think kansas city is in the afc are they still that top premier team in your mind or are the baltimore ravens and the miami dolphins and maybe a buffalo bills team that could get hot at the right time not all that far behind
5: They're not that far behind. But also, the same way we're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and the stretch run, what they have to go through, and then who they have to beat in the playoffs. I'm going to predict this right now. Kansas City Chiefs don't lose another football game in the regular season. Look at their schedule, Ben. Mm. At the Raiders, sure, the Raiders are rejuvenated. Come on now. Andy Reid going up against the Raiders here. After a loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, they'll be on their P's and Q's. Then they take on the Packers on the road here. Green Bay Packers are an average football team. Kansas City is expected to win that game. The Buffalo Bills, quality opponent. Where is it at? Kansas City. Then you take a look at the Patriots Team in the water. Raiders at home. The Bengals, which would have been an awesome football game to watch, no awesome, longer going to be an different. awesome football game, which you do Burrow now out. And also keep in mind that game is at home. The only way they lose a game down the stretch is if they're resting players against the Chargers to end the season. The Kansas City Chiefs will be yeah. marked a favorite in every one of those games. I don't think they lose again yeah. here, which again is the price point here on the Super Bowl. If Kansas City is going to be home again for the playoffs, regardless of wide receivers, it's still Andy Reid, it's still Patrick Mahomes. They'll be favored to get there. And me just being optimistic looking at that schedule, they They should run the table the rest of the way.
4: DRS, it's a really good point. Maybe there is some value on Kansas City having the best record yes. in the National Football League. This would be six years with Patrick Mahomes as the starting quarterback, where Kansas City has had at least 12 wins. If they do run the table, or they even have room to drop two more games, if they run the table, it be a 14-3 and mark for Kansas City. The Chiefs have the easiest schedule remaining, DRS, in the entire AFC. Fourth mm-hmm. easiest in all of the National Football League. Only three teams from the NFC South because they all play one another have easier schedules than KC at this point. To put it into terms, the Chiefs are going to be pissed and angry as they travel to Las Vegas this weekend. They're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. DRS, we talked about this yesterday. Not just the overall odds outlook for the Super Bowl market, the conference title markets for both teams entering yesterday as the favorites in the AFC for KC, of course, in the NFC for Philadelphia. But the individual movement with the co-favorites to win the MVP, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, yesterday at three to one now again jalen hurts had two rushing touchdowns but it wasn't the most productive statistical performance we have ever seen out of jalen hurts he's now the lone favorite Donnie at plus 250 to win the nfl mvp patrick mahomes moves back greater than four and a half bucks right now and lamar jackson at plus 420 donnie nobody right now that has one of the five or six best prices to win the nfl mvp is doing anything statistically that you're like oh my god that's fantastic that's sensational that's a historic pace nobody's really doing that what do you make of the mvp market now following week number 11
5: I think you might actually be getting, again, this is coming off a Kansas City Chiefs game, which they lost. Patrick Mahomes drops back to a 460. I just told you I think they're going to run the table here. This is one of the first years you're looking, Bennett, not necessarily best player on the best team, but best team who has the best player, if that makes sense to you. No doubt. Because let's just say the Eagles go on a run just has these average statistics he's going to win it here Lamar Jackson if he wins the number one seed in the AFC he doesn't have great statistics he's probably going to win it Patrick Mahomes same thing which leaves open the door for Brock Purdy also at 15 to 1 if they get those bonus points by running the table beating the Philadelphia Eagles and getting that number one seed he's going to win the MVP so maybe just a correlation here forget about the statistics for these quarterbacks just try to predict who's going to be the number one overall seed that's probably going to be your MVP
4: DRS a great point. Still, the top ten prices to win the NFL MVP play the quarterback position. But then there's Christian McCaffrey at 40 to one, Tyreek Hill at 60 to one, Miles Garrett at 150 to one. Donnie, at least at this point, if there was ever a year for a non-QB to win the MVP, it. it might be 2023. Feast week, college hoops next.
0: producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas it's and not or see what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America
6: welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like forge help students master their skills there's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
4: Feast Week in college basketball. Before you eat your turkey on Thursday, you can enjoy the wonderful palette that we have in CBB all week long. And Donnie, one of the staples of Feast Week is the Maui Invitational. Each and every year, it's the marquee. It's the premier non-conference early season tournament in Feast Week. This year, it takes on an added significance. After the Maui wildfires that we saw a few months ago in the unimaginable devastation that happened out there on the Hawaiian Islands. The games are not played in Maui at the Lahaina Convention Center as they often are this year. They are played out in Honolulu on Hawaii's capital. But DRS, everybody is playing in this event with a thought to what is happening in Maui and those relief efforts. Everything that happens this week in Maui, on the hardwood or off, goes out to those relief efforts on Maui as well. So, as we focus on a great Maui Invitational on the hardwood, it's the beauty of sports, DRS. It can provide that sense of relief as we see these games playing out. And this Maui Invitational is absolutely loaded. Take the game in the middle of the afternoon, early evening hours yesterday, DRS. For an example, Purdue, the number two team in the country, taking on 11th-ranked Gonzaga and it was a dandy. The Boilermakers have a huge second half after they were down by five at the break. The Boilers come back and win DRS by 10 points, 73-63, covering as a a five-and-a-half-point pregame favorite. Purdue now has covered in three of their four games this year. The Boilermakers yesterday, DRS, outscored Gonzaga by 15 points in the second half. And the big man, the reigning national player of the year, Zach Eadie, 25 points, 14 rebounds, three blocks. Donnie, it wasn't his best night from the field. Only shot 50%. And yes, that correlates to Zach Eady not having his best offensive performance. But he was 9 of 10 from the free throw line. There's not many 7-footers in the history of basketball that shoot 90% from the charity stripe. That's what Zach Eady did last night.
5: Yeah, that's such an advantage you have because you don't have to remove your player for a -a hack-a-shack tendency saying, hey, we need to steal possession. Just go hack Zach Eady. He's going to break two free throws here. You got to defend him honestly because if you continue to foul him, he just goes to the free throw line and makes his shots. By the way, in this tournament here that you're right, moving off of Maui to the Big Island, the one interesting part that many people were bringing up on X yesterday, which I thought was valid – I love that small gym atmosphere in Maui. The rims were forgiving. Mm. The teams were getting up and down the court. It wasn't like, hey, interesting backgrounds here. It was almost like you're back at home in a glorified high school gym, and you can really get your sights and get your foot down. You see these games yesterday, 73-63 in that game against Gonzaga. Stays well under the total. And also, take a look at the three-point shooting in that game. Four of 17 for the Boilermakers, and Gonzaga six of 32 overall. So maybe that's something to look forward to and say, okay, maybe the rims aren't as forgiving as what we used to see on the big or excuse me, out off of the big island in Maui. But that's a really good win for the boilermakers. And when you take a look at these games, if you lose them, again, as you always say, it's not that big of a deal here. But you but want you to want, measure yourself. You want to put yourself in some adversity before you get into your conference tournament play. Because when you look at these games and you're down five on the road, hey, you know, it's nice in Maui. We'll lose this game, we'll go to the beach tomorrow. Like, no, you fought back and got that victory, and you're going to play another yeah. really good basketball team after that. It's nice to get that measuring test to sort of assess where your team at is in November and December. And then once you get to conference play, then you can say, okay, we're battle-tested, let's go, and let's see if we can put the grind on here and win a national championship.
4: Donnie, today in Honolulu is going to be a Final Four feel to the semifinal action we have at the Maui Invitational. A quick break, though, from college basketball, as we just got the breaking news. Our producer, John Shames, just sending this to me, DRS, via text, The Steelers have made a coaching change. Pittsburgh has fired offensive coordinator Matt Canada, which has been the claim and the call in the Steel City for multiple Uh. years now, DRS. Matt Canada hired in 2021 as the offensive coordinator for this Pittsburgh organization. And Donnie, you said this yesterday when we recapped the game in Cleveland where the Steelers scored 10 points against the Browns and Kenny Pickett threw for a. 106 yards and the Steelers offense had no rhythm that wasn't an anomaly yesterday the Steelers have been outgained in all 10 of their games this year and somehow some way have a 6 and 4 record the offense has been abysmal all year long really dating back to 2022 as well Donnie the Steelers don't often make mid-season coaching changes even in their coordinator staff they fire Matt Canada that's the news out of Pittsburgh early this morning
5: I think everybody's walking out of the steel mills there and heading down to the local bar, crack open a couple Iron City beers here because this Thanksgiving, this is the best present you could ever give the Steelers fans. Now, my only question is this, is Kenny Pickett going to be fired along with Matt Canada? Because I understand mm. you need a good offensive mind. You need some ingenuity in offense. You got to have some wrinkles that other teams haven't seen before. But also, is this just a, you know, something wrong with the Steelers staff as a whole? Because who knows if it's Mike Tomlin saying, hey, look, Let's not get crazy on offense. We're winning football games this way. Let's keep everything on the down low. Let's just see if they get an offensive coordinator. And I guess it's going to be an in-house guy that's already been on staff and giving his input. So I love the move because you had to fire Canada. But I don't think this is going to result in, hey, by the way, Kenny Pickett, 21 of 24, 355 yards and three touchdowns like Brock Purdy did. But it's a step in the right direction they needed this done five weeks ago not this past weekend and it's crazy that finally mike thomas like you know what i don't think our offense is actually working you think mike good step in the right direction i just don't know if it's going to pay dividends this late in the season
4: donnie it's really interesting right because if you look at kenny pickett A lot has been left to be desired. He finished off last year his rookie campaign in 2022 with a strong final five to six, seven game stretch as the Pittsburgh Steelers rounded out 2022's NFL campaign but there has been very little to be optimistic about this year. If you are a Kenny Pickett believer, or at least somebody that wants to give him more time, you say let him get outside of Matt Canada's system, and the offensive scheme will find itself and work itself out. Donnie, under Matt Canada, again, who has been the offensive coordinator for the Steelers since the start of 2021, the Pittsburgh Steelers have never ranked in the top 20 of 32 nfl teams they have never ranked in the top 20 in terms of scoring offense or total offense that means putting up points in average yardage as well the last two years they have been in the bottom 10 this year donnie the fifth worst scoring offense and the fifth worst total offense around the national football league plenty more reaction to this big news for pittsburgh coming your way in just a little bit but back to the hardwood drs out in honolulu off the mainland it's the 2023 maui invitational you talked about a drs the idea that once you win a game in maui even if you lose and you play the consolation games, you still get a great early season matchup. Purdue today will take on Marquette, or excuse me, Purdue today will take on Tennessee Kansas, the number one team in the country, will take on the fourth-ranked Golden Eagles of Marquette, a true Final Four field. Purdue, DRS, will take on Tennessee. We'll look at the Volunteers in the Orange recap in just a moment. But the nightcap yesterday out on Honolulu, 11.30 p.m. Eastern time, the Bruins and the Golden Eagles. It was a great game, DRS. UCLA jumped out to an early lead, led by as many as double digits early on in the second half. And then Shaka Smart's club, responds and finds its way to a victory once again 71 69 ucla does cover as a five and a half point underdog but marquette advances in maui with a two-point win
5: I'll tell you what's crazy, too. Look at that over-under closing around 141.5, half, 7169 yep. final. That was a barn burner, but still staying under the total. I like this Marquette team. He asked me yesterday, we're just going over the price points here on who's going to win the Maui Invitational. I said, you know what? Let me take a good shot here on Marquette. That's a nice victory. And also, just because you don't see a ranked sign out there from UCLA, they came in 3-0 and to this ballgame. That's a good win neutral yep. court here for Marquette, because also, when you're facing adversity, we just talked about it with the Purdue Boilermakers, you're down 35-30 to break. Make those adjustments come out and win a basketball game on a neutral court here against a quality opponent marquette was able to do that now things start ratcheting up because also you take a look at you know conference tournament play at the end of the regular season the reason i'm bringing this up is this has that type of feel there's no rest for the weary then you don't get two or three days off here where hey we advanced to the sweet 16 we played on uh, saturday we don't have to play again till thursday of the next week you're going toe-to-toe with great opponents on a night-to-night basis let's see how they perform today after playing a hard-fought win against the ucla bruins
4: Yeah, David Joplin leading the way for Marquette last night, 19 points. They had three starters in double digits in DRS. One of them was not the preseason and reigning Big East Player of the Year in Tyler Kolick. He did have nine dimes, though, orchestrating the offense for Shaka Smart. But, Donnie, I think... If there is a moral victory, it goes to UCLA. Because at 3-1 and one right now, Mick Cronin's team is very, very young. It's not the guys we have seen on UCLA's runs the last three years in March. It's not... Jaime Hawkins it's not Johnny Juzang it's not Tiger Campbell it is young pieces right now and Sebastian Mack the young freshman out of Chicago for UCLA 25 points a game high he was a perfect 13 of 13 from the free throw line and we know Mick Pronin is never going to make things easy on his opponent all four games so far DRS for UCLA have hit the under barely staying under 141 and a half speaking of grueling physical defense That's what Tennessee does. DRS, my alma mater, Syracuse, of course. I was watching this game early on, a 2.30 p.m. Eastern time tip out in Honolulu. I was excited by what I saw out of Syracuse in the opening half, defending well against Tennessee, matching that intensity. But at a certain point, Rick Barnes' team, they're just going to suffocate you, and that's what the Vols did yesterday, winning by 17, 73-56, even covering as a 12-and-a-half point favorite. That total DRS yesterday between the Orange and... The volunteers staying under at 145 and a half.
5: Under, under, under here. And by the way, coming into that game, Syracuse in their first three games, look, they didn't play great competition, but the offense was there. 83, 89, and 79. Then you pull up against a Tennessee squad, as you said, an orange crush defense here, only putting up 56 points. No surprise. But again, if you're Syracuse, you're not putting them on the pantheon of let's win a national championship. You're just trying to find out a lot about your squad to see how they bounce back. That's tough here to beat Tennessee. We'll see how they come back from that 56-point effort.
4: They get Gonzaga today, yay, Mm -hmm. Ben Autry, an opportunity, though, to get a statement victory very early on in his head coaching career. Know the name, Dalton Connect. He plays for Tennessee, a game-high 17 points yesterday, injured late in the second half as well. From Maui, we go to Madison Square Garden, the finale of the Empire Classic yesterday, DRS, between UConn, the defending national champions, and Texas, a top-15 tilt. And UConn looks the part of a national champion again. DRS, we know about their run in March. Six victories in the NCAA tournament, all by double digits. They have won 20 consecutive non-conference games dating back to the start of 2022-23 by double digits. Dan Hurley's Huskies, a very formidable side this year. Once again, DRS in College Hoops.
5: Yes, they are, and I don't know how deep they're going to be this year because last year it seemed like they could just do like a race car change of five guys in, five guys out, and be just as good as their starting lineup, which is incredible. We'll see how that holds on, but if Klingon's only going to play 12 minutes in that game, pick up three fouls, and score seven points, but yet some of your bench guys playing 28 and 27 minutes, and you come away with a double-digit victory against a top-15 team, look, UConn is built for this. Let's see how they go throughout the season, but certainly they have the M.O. to say, been there, done that before.
4: Yeah, keep an eye on Rodney Terry's Texas team, too. Max Aseman's hit a game winner over Louisville two nights ago in the Garden that got the Longhorns in the Empire Classic championship game. Alex Caravan, good to see him return for UConn last night. He's been there for all five games, but just from the scoring perspective, four of eight from three, a very difficult jumper late, 20 points for the Huskies they cover as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. UConn, one of the three teams right now, Donnie, that is favored to win the Big East. It's the Huskies of Connecticut. It's the golden eagles of marquette it's the blue jays of creighton all at a plus 260 price and donnie five times in this millennium virginia and wisconsin have faced off in basketball no game has featured more than 115 points the badgers win 65 41 under 125 and a half as we told you yesterday we round out the opening hour yeah live right here to end out this opening hour of a tuesday on the early line on sports grid i am ben he is donnie in drs very very soon in college basketball it seems USC will have their young talented freshman with a very notable name Ronnie James is almost there according to his father LeBron after returning to warm-ups with the USC basketball team on Sunday of course he experienced a cardiac arrest event during summer workouts for this Trojans basketball team but he is expected to be back very soon and it's not just Bronny James returning because of the name that he carries it's Bronny James the basketball player returning to a very solid USC team under Andy Enfield despite a loss to UC Irvine last week the Trojans still rank in the top 25 DRS they are expected to contend in a competitive Pac-12 this year
5: yeah, and we'll see what we get out of Bronny James when he comes back. I don't think it's going to be let's get right to the starting lineup and play you know 25 or 30 minutes a game. It's going to be that slow burn for the rest of the season and maybe he can reach the peaks that we anticipate of being a very good college basketball player, but I can't imagine being on a Division One level and all you're actually going to be compared to is your father. That's the one thing you take a look at like with Michael Jordan. Now his sons, I'm sure, probably played athletics and sports, but never at a high level where they could actually get scrutinized. Now in this day and age of digital media and x and instagram it'll be interesting to see how well he does on that microscope but if there's one guy that can teach him how to handle it yeah it's his father here good for him getting back on the court we'll see what he can do
4: yeah, DRS, that's always going to be part of it, right? The scrutiny if he turns the basketball over or anything. I believe Brody James is a talented young prospect who will help out this USC team, providing depth in the backcourt alongside two great guards and Boogie Ellis and Isaiah Collier. As you can see, plus 370 for the Trojans to win the Pac-12, the second-best price only behind Arizona. The Wildcats, a top-five team, a marquee victory in Cameron over Duke the opening week of the Collier basketball season. Our number two of the early line starts in less than a minute. Come back and join us.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or.